This is Strange Assembly, episode 96, A Dark Time. I'm Chris Stevenson, and I'm here today with Jay Earl. Hi. And Mike Cook. How's it going? Did I ever tell you guys that you are my favorite lackeys? No. Well... Tell us anything nice. Darn it, I thought I'd... I've been working really hard. I thought I'd finally gotten enough points to be minion. (laughs) But this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. Today... We are talking about not a dark time in Jay's self-esteem about his non-minionhood, but rather about the latest force pack for Fantasy Flight's Star Wars The Card Game, A Dark Time. That was, let me see, what do I remember scroll? It was a dark time for... It was a dark time for the Rebellion, almost 9.30, well past sunset. (laughs) Yes, well, let's see... Is this a dark time for the Rebellion? Well, the Rebels don't get any cards in this expansion, so does that make it a dark time? Uh, Not after the last pack. (laughs) (laughs) And they really did. Uh, The uh, Smuggler set is really theirs. For for a Hoth deck? Yeah. I went ahead and put that together. I'm not sure if it's really the optimal thing, but I decided, screw it. I just want a Hoth deck. None of this, oh, I'm going to play with four Hoth objectives because they're the good one. I'm just going to be all Hoth. Urgh, let's see how this goes. I don't know that's cold. That, I don't think that's really the right thing, but yeah, uh, cold. W- one of the best decks I've seen right now is that Rebel Hoth deck. Uh, it gets a little nuts. <laughs> it's a little slow, but it, it packs up. It's really hard to deal with. Well, and you, you do now have the ability to... To do a couple of new things with that, though, because there's no Rebel set in this, but there is another Smugglers and Spies objective, and it is also a Hoth, another Renegade Squadron objective, and it is another Hoth objective, and that's Prepare for Evacuation. Just the objective itself, not bad. Whenever one of your Hoth objectives, which would be all of them if this is what you're doing, please play, return a, a target unit to its owner's hands. So... There's a couple of different things you can do with this. One, yeah, you can really just load up on, on Hoth options. This is not a set that really beyond the objective cares about the fact that it's Hoth, but the objective is Hoth. You now have enough objectives that you could you had actually just make a Smugglers and Spies deck. You could have the two Renegade Squadron objectives. You've got Han's objective. You may actually potentially switch to having six smugglers and spies objectives and then having rebels be your faction. Uh, yeah, please don't do that. Yet. <laughs> I mean, you could. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't, know I, I don't think it's good. good. Nah. And of course, regardless if you do that, first you'd have to look at, okay, what am I doing with this objective set beyond the objectives? It's very vehicle-centric, which does fit in with certain ones of the light side Hoth objectives. You've got protect vehicle for your renegade squadron escorts. They're not impressive beyond the protect, but protect is really good. Uh, Protect with shields and a guaranteed blast icon is pretty good for two. 
Oh, and I can throw down repair droids. In addition to the, the Renegade Squadron Escort, you've got the Action Series Bulk Transport. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. but That's two, oh. that's two Force icons for the Force struggle. <laughs> In its defense, it's very versatile. Yeah, I mean, if if for some reason you're playing this set in a trooper deck, that's actually a fairly good ability to go with. And putting into play a, a character, that's really good. It's got a pretty sizable amount of damage capacity. You've got the option to use it for resources if you need to. Its ability is pretty bad if you're playing just the all-vehicle version. Yeah. And worst-case scenario, it's two. For the four struggle, which you're going to need out of this set, because this in battle, that in battle for Hoth, are the only ones that are more than one. Ion Cannon Burst definitely is more valuable now than it was a couple of months ago, because there are some Star Destroyer decks running around, and, and Ion Cannon Bursting your opponent's turn to Devastator does not suck. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them, or what, some of the biggest ones, you can't do this to until you put some damage on it. Yeah, the, that's the the new one. Yeah, well, I, that's the uh, the non-unique one, so they're probably yeah. they're going to have either two or four of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't be targeted by events. But. but still worth it for Devastator. So if you're playing that I'm doing all Hoth objectives, or almost all Hoth objectives, do you go for this one? It feels like it's clearly the worst of the three Smugglers and Spies objective sets, but it is Hoth, unlike Hans. Right, and I... I feel like because it is Hoth, and because you got the Protect Vehicle and the Battle of Hoth, if you are doing the every objective is Hoth, you can slot this in. I don't even think you have to do every objective is Hoth. I mean, all you need is like six, and you're pretty much good to go. Well, but if there's if there's six and you're pretty much good to go, are you ever going to get down to this one? To prepare for evacuation? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Protect vehicles a big deal because uh, vehicles are a lot easier to repair than people are in this game. So what are you? How are you running this then? Are you running? Are you running smuggler faction with these four smuggler with the four hot smuggler objectives, and then the rest of the rebel stuff? Or well, I mean, I think you run mostly the rebel stuff. You, you run the speeder set that gives you edge. You run the speeder tank set. You run this, and I think you run another one which gives you Y-Wings, because Y-Wings are actually pretty decent, they're just really fragile, so Uh the Renegade Squadron will actually absorb some of that along with the shielding, and that's a lot of objective damage. Because, I mean, a lot of times all this deck wants to do is stay in the fight long enough to put all of his objective damage on it, and that's a lot of targeted strike, so that's a lot of, hey, in my focus, in the edge battle, I'm doing damage to your objective. Yeah. There's only one other light side objective set, and that's the Jedi one who get to come back. That's self-preservation. Each of your guys that is contributing to the Force struggle adds an extra one. I think I like the other objective better. Right, just straight up one. Straight up adds one. That's a better objective. Yeah, because you can, with that one, you can still win even if all your guys are down. Yeah. This one, you still have to have someone committed. Well, or that you played Unwavering Resolve on, but now you're getting combo-y. Mm. The card that's out of this that I like the best is Sorisu Training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give my Jedi shielding and plus one damage capacity. Yes, please. Luke? Yes. Luke? Yeah. 
or heck Yoda with his like no damage capacity. Right. Yoda with his no damage capacity gains shielding plus one damage capacity, edge blast and edge uh objective, yes please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean and Godel outcast as long as you're controlling the uh force is pretty good, I think. Because uh... he's a force user. Uh, which gives you a pretty good target. He's a two for two that does two blast, which is one of the things that uh, Jedi tend to have a problem with, or at least they don't they don't have as much blast. They don't. But if you're controlling the Force, he's better than your usual random two cost filler. But it is conditional. Yeah. If you don't have the Force, he's blank. Yes what I draw a card off of Obi's objective. But this set does give you lots of icons to help win the edge battle, too. Well, and you can, and since he's a force user, you can actually slap, like, a lightsaber on him. Not as the right. best idea ever, but it is an option. And also, if, if he is blank, you just toss him to the force and yeah. hopefully get it back. Now, the thing about this set, though, is that I am not pulling anything out of my Jedi deck for this. No. I really like Sorosu Training. Sorosu Training is the card that I really want out of this. But I just... I can't justify this set. No, I mean, I think that the Jedi is already so saturated with amazing objective sets, they could be playing at, like, 20 objective sets and still maybe not even find room for this one. I don't, I don't know. I feel like this is actually better than the one that gives your guide two, li- two lives. Maybe I'm just crazy, but running that objective set, I ran into a problem of, like, I ran, I had hands with no dudes. And even with conditional, you really need dudes to do anything. Yeah. And Soresu doesn't cost anything. Soresu doesn't cost anything. The Godal Outcast, at the very least, you can throw him out there and commit him to the... I mean, this guy, that guy's getting committed to the Force all the time. Yes. And every card in the pack, except for Unwavering Resolve, has two Force icons. Yeah. Still... I don't, I don't I mean, I don't know if it gets played, but I don't think it's a bad set. No, it's certainly not a bad set. It's just that, specifically for Jedi, the threshold for making it into a deck is just so ridiculous right now that it's hard to see this actually making it in. Partially, it's... I mean, I think the threshold feels high for the Jedi set in a way that it Jedi, a way for it, it doesn't in others, even though we're no longer in the really straight-jacketed metagame that we were for a bit there, where it was like you were playing this one light side deck and you're playing this one dark side deck, and that's it. The Jedi deck feels more constrained because you're not really messing with a full array of objective sets. You're You're really with the I have to play Luke, and I have to play Yoda, and you've got to get those beaters in. And that deck really, really still, I think, wants to have Han, because it's all about, here's my one awesome guy. Yeah. Well, and, and the Han's other, a good choice. The other thing that you're limited by is you really need objective sets. You, you have to make sure that you have enough resource uh, resources in your objective sets. So if you try to replace any, I mean, obviously you want Yoda and Luke and Han, but even if you were to say, hmm, I'd kind of like to experiment with something else, not having resources is a big deal. Right, well, I mean, just generally speaking, this is a support set because it doesn't have a main, and there, 
there's just only so much room for support sets, and right. there's a lot of high-quality Jedi support sets. Yeah. Now, on the dark side, there is an Imperial objective, a, a dark time for the Rebellion. I like that ability on the, the objective. Yes. Just free damage. I mean, they get to choose, so I guess at some point it's going to end up going useless places, but still. And then this is this is the all of my guys are amazing once I've damaged your objective. But they're pretty bad if I haven't damaged your objective yet. So how do you feel about that general mechanic? I feel like this is waiting for some kind of support. Well, I, I think it's important to remember that because of the way the strike orders resolve, they just need a buddy. So sure. buddy attacks, does a damage, suddenly he turn, Suddenly these guys turn on. Right, well, yeah, but one of the problems with this pack is none of them actually get blast damage by their own. Their blast right, damage yeah. only gets turned on when they somebody else has used their blast oh, yeah. damage. Although this, the, the objective does turn it on, so... Well, not if they do it to a unit. Well, yes, but if they, I mean, if oh, you shoot true. one of your units every turn, that's Please. great. Please, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but if if I see that you're running this and I know that you guys, you know, that your guys are going to be some huge force, then I might be more willing to sacrifice, like, a unit or spread it around more. Uh, yeah, but still, if they're really scared about Colonel Stark and the MTV-7, then, you know, then, then it's making, then, then it's really being effective just by existing, so... Yeah, no, that's true, but I mean, I, I feel like down line, because the problem with them and a buddy as a theme is that, you know, a lot of times in this game, if you have two people coming in, even if you get to swing first, especially since neither of these guys do a ton of blast damage, that means you're probably going to get to strike with one of your guys. So if you have to strike with the other guy who's actually put the blast damage on and does not kill the other guy's character, a lot of times this guy's, you know, your guy that gets really good is not going to get to hit. Well, and remember, this objective set, and, and this is part of a, a dichotomy with what's going on with the Imperials right now, this objective set is also, can be very much about spread the field. Yeah. Well, that's obviously what Marsh Moraines is about. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but it also means that once you, you know, if you're spreading the field when you're attacking, that makes it harder for them to use a dark time for the Rebellion to just kind of stick the damage somewhere that it doesn't matter. Yeah, Marsh Moraine lets you get around really well. And you can use heavy fire. Heavy fire is okay, but it, I mean it, you can be used with this to make to get that first blast damage in. A, a big issue with this right now, potentially, is that the nasty imp decks so far have been very giant Star Destroyer focused. And so they feel like they're more about going in with your Star Destroyer and just obliterating the planet all at once, rather than Spread sending a bunch of guys out to a bunch of different places. Yeah, well, so it's good that they're getting a little bit more use, or a little bit more, what I'm trying to say, like versatility, I guess? Yeah, yeah. G giving cards to the stuff that's not as played is always something I'd rather see than just more that automatically goes into pre-existing deck style. Just because even TIE Bomber becomes a lot more appealing when you put it with this. When, when you get guys who can like finish it off potentially. Yeah. Now, the Sith are back for this as well. Like, the Jedi got a Force Struggle related 
objective set, the Sith got serve the Emperor, which that trait that I that we we thought we liked better. This objective contributes one force. Yes. <laughs> It does not really have a, a big main. It's got a guy who's more expensive, but I think it's like the uh, the smugglers and spies where the guy you're more excited about is the twofer. You've got the prophet of the dark side who you're hoping for. I, think I have the force. Here's a one for one, one cost for one damage, and I get to draw a card. Yeah, well, potentially. Well, yeah. Well, because if you don't get to draw a card, then looking looking at the top card of your deck's not really super great in this no, game. It's, who cares? No. As a whole, I think anger is easily the strongest card out of this set, but I, I don't. I just don't see this getting a slot like this set as a whole. Well, for, force push is pretty good too. But force push is not unique. It's a non-unique character, right? No, it is just unique. So it, it can it can hit vehicles. Yeah, 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 but non-unique unit, yeah, so... Yeah, but on the other hand, there are very few elite non-uniques, so you're probably locking... Whatever you're locking down, you're almost assuredly locking down for two turns. Right. But Yeah, but you're not You're not going to shut down Yoda, you're not going to shut down Luke, you're not going to... Shut down Han, which is the real big threat. Yeah, well, especially if you get that Anzadi elite out on the table, because paying four... I mean, double tactics, that's great, but one damage potential, you better win the edge. Yeah. Or she's gone. But, or actually you just chuck her for three. And that's, unlike the Jedi said, this does not have a lot of good pips. It, yeah, it, it does not have a lot of good force icons, and the twofer is not helping you win the force struggle. At least the, right, the Godel, well, if you've, if you've got the force, then he's got the two blast icons. If you don't have the force, well, he costs two, and he adds two to the four, so he'll help you win it now. Or three, if you happen, if you actually have the objective set out. But Prophet of the Dark Side, if you're not drawing the card for playing him, he's bad. And even if you're drawing the card, well, uh, who really cares? I mean, now I'm just I'm expending a resource to put out a bad guy that replaces himself. It's not like the ATST where it's actually a real presence on the on the board. Right. Bad cards in this objective set. Yeah, and even with the ATST. It's a little bit different because with this guy, whoever you pull, you're potentially going to be able to play. With the ATSD, that's going to be at least typically half your resources for the turn, so it's going to be a little bit, you know, even if you pulled somebody you used, it's 50-50 where they're going to use him. This, you you might be able to pull something that you need, but it's still, he just seems really irrelevant. A white blast damage is the only thing that he has, seems really bad. Yeah. And then the final objective set is Scum uh, for Scum and Villainy, The Hunt for Han Solo, which I think, I, I'm not saying it's good, but you can actually just play a, a capture deck now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm honestly tempted to throw that together just because I don't know how strong it's going to be, but it sounds annoying as hell to your opponent. I think it would be... I'm guessing it would be pretty terrible, because I don't think most of the cards in this set are pretty good. Carbonite seems like it's the best one. A chamber activation? Yeah. Yes, Carbonite chamber activation is pretty good. And you still have to get the right balance, right? You've got Ugnaught and the Hunt for Han Solo and Cloud City Incinerator are all, if you capture a guy. You've got the two Z95 Headhunters in this objective set. How many 
cards are there within these scum and villainy objective sets that capture someone? Well, there's uh, Boba if he doesn't disintegrate. Yeah, there's Boba and there's Bring Me Solo, which is a very, very haphazard. So the the actual stuff that captures cards, for a lot of that, you can bring, I guess, you're playing the Sith objective set? Yeah, I think, I mean, actually the Imperials have a pretty solid objective capture set as well, but I think the Siths is stronger just because Probe Droid, I, I really feel, is undercosted. And you can only play with one. Yeah. If you've got all six scum abilities, you can't play with the two of the Imperial set and two of the Sith set. That's. I mean, you could, but that's going in. Yeah, that's not going to end well. So the Z95 Headhunter, and this is... Okay, the first thing, let me... note. I I know that the flavor of the cost and the whatnot... How on earth is a Z95 Headhunter... More durable than the next wing. Yes, it's yes. a cost three. Like a Z95 should cost one and have one damage capacity. This you could take this card, reconcept it as something else, but a, a Z95 oh. should not be this beefy. Right. Well, I, th- I, thought this, the fire spray. I, I thought the Z95. I, I thought it actually was a beefier than the X-wing. It's just the X-wing was so much more maneuverable that it completely outclassed it. No. No, I no, could be completely Z9- wrong. I mean, no, I knew it yeah, was a straight-up no, upgrade. But. Yes, Z95s are just bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this should have been the fire spray. Uh, yeah, yeah, compared to... Yeah, I mean, I've I've all of those old X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing... So yeah, the Z95 Headhunter is just a an inferior, older, cheap fighter. It might be better for atmospheric stuff than an X-Wing, maybe, but... Okay, but as a card, it's got got decent damage capacity. It's got a couple of icons. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice it tank. Actually, it's got stuff. Yeah, it's got two black icons, and yeah, you've got a random chance of getting units out of the opponent's hand, which is always nice. <laughs> well, but I mean, a lot of times when you're going to battle, you'll you know, if you're up against right, the Z95 good... headhunter, you can just focus it away. Well, yes. I mean, also, by the time, even if they don't focus it away, by the time you get to the battle, their good units should have been played. Right. Yeah, well, and on defense, it, it has the upside that if it's if it's up on defense, if your opponent attacks you, which the light side deck wants, I mean, you know, you're doing well as the dark side if the light side isn't attacking you. If they attack you and you've got the Z95, they don't have the ability to hold back anymore. If they actually do focus everything for the edge battle, now on your turn, they don't have a hand left. And right. the cards that you most often want to save are like the, I don't have the resources to play this Han and this Luke. Well, you, yeah, you can't just save that one Han in your hand, because then the Z95 is going to snag it. Well, yeah, yeah, but you never don't have the resources to play Han. Well, okay, then the Luke or whatever. Right. You know, your, your number two awesome car- unit card. But still, I mean, all your, I mean, you are getting rid of characters, which is a big deal. But you're only getting rid of because it doesn't hit anything else. No, unit, unit. Right. Well, you okay? We said characters, not. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I meant unit. Yeah, no, no. Yes, yeah. It. Your random enhancements, your are are safe from it. I still feel like, yeah, scum and villainy, is so synergistic, and it's not particularly. Sh- Stuff that it has is not strong right now, and you may or may not hit your synergies. I think that 
Smugglers and Spies would have a much, much better chance as an actual deck. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily a good deck, but I think you'd have a much better chance taking the six Smugglers and Spies and then throw in some more Rebel or Hoth neutral stuff in there to round out that deck than you ever would taking the Scum and Villainy and rounding it out. Well, it just seemed, it just feels like Scum and Villainy kind of got the short end of the design stick a lot of times. Like, oh, this was almost a good idea, but like Cloud City Incinerator, you, you have to have the balance of the force. It just feels like you're not going to have that very often, unless this is a splash card, and this would never be a splash set. What are you talking about? Cloud City Incinerator says, I'm worth two in the edge battle. <laughs> it doesn't right. have, doesn't do anything else. Yeah. Right, right but it, it could... That could actually be potentially really mean. Well, yeah, and it's weird, because it's a card that would be sitting there addressing a potential drawback of capturing, which is that they can get the cards back. Right. But yeah, I to go with Jay on that. It's, hey, it's got two Force Icons, so chuck it. Yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, yes, it shores up the weakness of, oh, they can theoretically get it back, while at the same time cutting into your synergy of, oh, this card says I have somebody captured to get some random bonus. Yeah. Well, I think that's just one card right now, but yeah, you'd have to assume that they're eventually going, because I think the when you capture still happens. Like, those triggers still happen. It does, but- yes, because this is after Right. Yeah. Just, yeah, just so not the uh, the weak way. The ones that say like, while you have a card captured at this objective, or yeah, well, right. the weak way are the only thing right now that are like that, aren't they? Because they reduce cost by the number of uh, captured cards. But like I said, you'd have to assume that they're gonna get more like that. Right. Yeah. I'm not impressed by the scum and villainy right now, but it's okay. I'm not really expecting to be impressed by either of those factions. We have been talking about the A Dark Time Force Pack for Star Wars The Card Game from Fantasy Flight Games. If you'd like to hear more of our uh, material, oh, so wondrous material. Uh, please ask the, ask the doctors at your local psych ward <laughs> yes. uh, to download the podcast for you. Yes, you can... Uh, <laughs> You can visit us at strangeassembly.com or you can subscribe to the Strange Assembly podcast on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook or Twitter. And we, I always appreciate feedback at chris at strangeassembly.com. For Jay Earl and Mike Cook, I'm Chris Stevenson and may the force be with you. No, disintegrations.